Hey, this is Rabbi Zev Bennett, listening to the Daily Halacha, Kabbalah, and Machshava podcast series from Yesod Blocks. If you're enjoying this content, then head over to yesodblocks.com, where you can subscribe for only $9.99 a month and support what we're trying to create, get access to lots of other content, all the frameworks and ideas, the holistic perspectives of Torah, and how to activate them are all available at Yesodblocks, and we're adding new content all the time. We just began a new series, a collaboration between myself and Ariella Anushi, who is a yoga therapist, and it's essentially how to take all of these Torah concepts and concretize them into a an activated and practical expression, all these different techniques and ideas of how to live the deep Torah life that we're trying to capture in this series and in the Asod Blocks platform in general, because as I've been sharing throughout the series and throughout all the content that I've been trying to, to I guess, disseminate, the Torah is not just a set of ideas you have to learn, and it's not just a, a disparate, fragmented set of ideas that we just kind of you know, explore in, in order to do the right thing and be moral people. This is actually a transformational system that is designed to relate to the totality of who you are, your perceptions, your emotions, your thoughts, the dynamics, the energy of your body, how your body interacts with itself and the world. And there's so much confusion about how to think about uh, these different aspects of our being. And the Torah is is profoundly, profoundly uh, sophisticated in the sense that it really deals with all these things. And as we develop that series, I mean, there's so many different things to talk about, uh, how our bodies work, how genetics work, and the way that, that science understands today, how it's exactly what the Torah said literally thousands of years ago about the relationship between ourselves, our consciousness, our neshama, and our bodies. And so there's so much to explore here. And this this particular series, the Halacha, Kabbalah, and Machshava series, as you know, if you've been listening to it for some time, is focused heavily on showing you the, the underlying layers that are beneath the practice expression of Torah in Halacha, but the, the, the our other new series, um, Embodied Torah series, is really going to be taking that to a whole different level in terms of actually uh, not only just talking about the the application practically, but how that application intersects with the, all the internal layers, the, the 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 psychological, the physiological, the the biological. The, the there's just so much to talk about there. So check that out, Embodied Torah. First episode is free. It's on this channel, the Soulbox channel, on all the podcast apps. So if you're listening to this episode, you can listen to that just as easily. It's a couple of episodes back in the series, and the. Rest of that series will be available on yesodblocks.com if you're interested in uh, more techniques of how to actualize these types of uh, concepts that we're talking about in halacha and inside of your actual body and your minds, how to change your thoughts, how to change your, your feelings, how to bring yourself online in alignment with the Torah. Uh, essentially, it's really a course in tefillah, which is literally the definition of tefillah, is that type of alignment. So we're continuing now with our exploration of Birchus Torah. We're still in Siman Mem Zayin, and we're adding a new halacha every day, exploring the underlying depths of it. And if you've been following, you already know what the uh, meaning of the phrases of these brachos actually is, which is a key to accessing the power of brachos in general, as we've been uh, repeatedly hammering this home, that in order to use brachos properly, you have to know what you're saying and understand the, me- the mechanism of brachos, that brachos are basically just like all things that we say, like as I'm speaking right now, and as, as, you, as you can examine this as you speak to your friends and family uh, later today after listening to this episode, so you'll, you can detect that the things that you talk about create a cascade of thoughts inside of your mind, and that cascade of thoughts leads to a cascade of perspective development, and, and you as you reference and connect different ideas, 
ideas, and this, this creates literally new neural pathways in your mind, which creates emotional responses in your body, and that creates the formation of different habits and different ways of being, and you actually begin to create yourself differently and build a new persona, a new way of being in the world. And that's actually how we increase our awareness of Hashem's presence within ourselves, because you can think of yourself as, as if you're an antenna. You're like a, you're an antenna for Hashem's presence. And when you create that antenna more effectively every day, then what happens is you allow Hashem's presence to flow through you, flow into you, and you become a conduit for Hashem's presence inside of the world. And so that's really what brachos are designed to do. They're, and really all of the Torah lifestyle things that we're talking about here, all of halacha is designed to reform you into an into a increasingly effective and powerful and activated version of yourself. And so the, the tricky part here, unfortunately, is because of the Eitz Adas, Das Tovara, so we actually can enter stagnant states of being where you essentially simply live out the same past version of your own software, the past version of your own self, if yesterday you had a certain way of thinking and being, so often what we tend to do is we try, we tend to look to our memories of what, how we did things in the past so we can anchor ourselves and feel safe and feel stable and more familiar in our interaction with the world that we're currently facing. The danger, the positive, positive side of that first is that then you feel stable, you feel like you know yourself, you feel like you, you're, you're, you're more comfortable and secure mentally, but the danger of that perspective is that that Eitzadas really perspective. It's a perspective of habituation of saying, well, the way that, the ways that I did things yesterday, the day before, uh, they feel more comfortable, more familiar. They feel more right in my mind, and as a result, I'm going to keep doing things that same way because that's just what I think feels the most right. But unfortunately, what the Eitzadas gives us the ability to do is to create these flawed perceptions in which we actually trade that which is real and that which is progress, that which is what we deeply, deeply need for that which feels right and things that feel right, unfortunately, sometimes just feel familiar. And if it feels familiar, then we say, oh, that must be the right thing. When in fact, that which is unfamiliar is often the right choice. As we become something we've never been before, we recreate ourselves in ways we've never seen ourselves. And so that, uh, that you know, we're trading that which is real for that which is familiar. And we're getting confused thinking that that which is familiar is that which is right for us. And so that's what these brachos are for. They're all designed to constantly create these cascades of thoughts, but then create cascades of of, uh, of emotional responses as we as we um, assess and 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 compile perspectives that that are more if more effective or more progressive in the sense that not progressive like today's cultural usage of the word which is really kind of ironic since today's progressive perspectives are often unfortunately very regressive progressive meaning actual evolution that you actually are becoming more you're pushing the boundaries of what you're capable of past where you have been until now because you recognize that the whole concept of torah the whole concept of halacha is accessing your own endless uh, infinite capacity for becoming that's literally what we are we are these endless selves that are trying to be manifest more and more fully in the world. And as I've mentioned in previous episodes, obviously, many times, and it's important to always lay this down clearly, the Eitz Hadas is really what creates this tendency, this ability for us to trade things, to not really realize the the price that we pay for familiarity and for doing that which feels comfortable and mistakenly thinking that it feels right, simply because the Eitz Hadas convinces us that the things that we experience, things that we feel, are that which is primary in assessing existence. And so we are drawn towards our particular proclivities, things that 
are either easier or familiar or more pleasurable or more desirable, and we develop perceptions of reality based on those proclivities. We have perceptions based on preference instead of based on actual uh, reality, actual data, actual clarity, and actual analysis and thought. So we're we're looking in now at, at Halacha Zion in Simon Mem Zion, uh, section 47, and we're we're going to just see a little bit more about a different permutation of Birchus Torah here. The Lacha here says, Birkas Avas Olam, that this is the bracha that we say before Shema, both during the morning tefillah and at night. There's a paragraph right before Shema, which is the bracha of Habacher B'mo Yisrael Ba'ahava, that Hashem chooses us with love. And you'll notice, of course, that's very similar to the third bracha that we say in Birchus Torah, where we say, Asher Bachar Banu Mikol Hamim, that Hashem chose us uh, from all the other nations. And we discussed in the episode about that bracha, how that refers to Hashem choosing us for a particular purpose based on our receptivity, the analogy that the Gemara uses of the wall that is able to receive some kind of a stick into the gaps in the wall higher up, because that area of the wall, there's less pressure and there's more receptivity uh, and there's more room to receive. And so we're chosen by Hashem for a particular purpose to act as the conduit for Hashem's presence to undo the damage of the Eitzadas. And so this bracha right before Shema is the same language as that the, the signature bracha is Bocher uh, Yisrael Ba'ahava, that Hashem cho- choose, chose us and chooses us with love. But there's also more themes inside of this bracha. And so what he writes here is that Birchas Ahavas Olam Poteres Birchas HaTorah. If you say this bracha of Avas Olam, then that can actually exempt you from saying Birchas HaTorah. Im Lamad Miyad Bli Hefseik. Assuming that you learned right after you said this bracha. So what this is talking about is that uh, in this bracha of Ahavas Olam or Ahavaraba, which is the Ashkenazi uh, syntax of the bracha. So this bracha has themes that are related to learning Torah and to the themes that are that are stated in the regular Birchus Torah. So the scenario that usually arises is either a situation where a person uh, is not sure if he said Birchus Torah in the morning yet, and he's now in the middle of tefillah, he got up to the bracha of Ava Solam or Ava Rabba, and now he's about to say Shema after that. And so what you can do is if you're not sure if you said the, brachos, the Birchus Torah yet, then you can say this paragraph with the intention of fulfilling your requirement of connecting your awareness of your Torah learning to Hashem self, which is the core underlying uh, perspective that is designed to be triggered by Birchos Torah. So when you say this paragraph of Ava Solam, so it's designed, you can use it if you have this, this intention, you can actually use it to achieve that same outcome of consciousness connection between yourself and Hashem regarding this area, as all brachos are simply just trigger phrases designed to connect different activities and areas of your life, situations that you're in, with the larger awareness of Hashem's presence uh, and intersection with those activities and those uh, things, those aspects of life. And with Torah, it's particularly important to do that because Torah is literally Hashem's thoughts and how he sees existence, which is far more broad and detailed and nuanced and inclusive than the average perspective of a person who has constructed his perceptions based on his own personal preferences and experiences and habits. And so that's this this particular bracha, we can use it as a way to achieve the same purpose. And so this gives us a little bit of an of insight into how to think about brachos that we've already shared, which is brachos are are they're they're cascade themes. In other words, your mind has you can if you think of every topic or every set of thoughts as a particular theme or a particular color or a particular particular texture. So what you want to do is you want to constantly activate clusters of thoughts that are that are true and that are that are catalytic and that are transformational that are going to bring you towards evolution. When you activate uh, clusters of thoughts and cascades of clusters of thoughts that are that are self-sabotaging or that are 
that are self-negating or false, things that in which you tell yourself, wow, look how terrible I am at doing this, or I'm never going to succeed, or, or you know, there's something wrong with me, or, or even just neutral thoughts like, yeah, I'm just going to do the same thing today that I did yesterday. This is what I always do. This is, and this is how I know that I am. This is the way that I am. I have to do it this way because this is who I am. These are, these are thoughts that are inherently false thoughts. In other words, there are many different aspects of ourselves and many different things that we can be and become. And are like the, the, that's why the, the, the Torah perspective and Jewish thought in general put such a heavy, heavy emphasis on learning because learning is not this like side thing. And unfortunately, many of us, when we leave school or college, we actually stop learning. And we just start getting into routines so we can feel stable, which again, there is something to be said for stability. That's why Hashem actually has a mitzvah called Shabbos. And he also instituted the rainbow in the story after the flood because human beings actually need a stable context in order to thrive. But the goal of a stable context is not for its own self to perpetuate. It's not for its own personal, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not for self-perpetuation. It's in order to create a stable context for us to then thrive. And thriving implies and, and, and it includes or essentially it is focused primarily on evolution. In other words, thriving means making progress. We need stability so we can grow, But we and, and if there's no stability, then we can't grow. But stability for its own sake is something which is, is, is equivalent to the concept of being stagnant, which is actually a big problem as an example, if you want to think about this as an analogy. This is a big problem with institutions, financial institutions, uh, educational institutions, which start off with this vision of we want to create a stable context for people to come and learn or come and invest. And then those 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 uh, institutions become corrupted over time without even realizing as they become more focused on self-maintenance and self-perpetuation, making sure that they ex continue to exist. And you start to see this corruption manifest when a school begins to treat its students more poorly in the name of, pre of preserving its own legacy and preserving its own structure, uh, where, where teachers are favored or school boards are favored over students' needs. This is not an uncommon phenomenon at all, unfortunately. And uh, that, that, that trading of the institution's purpose for its stability is exactly the issue that we sometimes have as individuals as well, which is where we basically say, well, I just need to keep on looking for stability, need stability, need stability, not realizing that there's a basic amount of stability that can be achieved and should be achieved. Beyond that, some of the things that we're running from in our search for stability are necessary dynamism, necessary change, necessary uh, necessary evolution, and so being able to to recognize you know wh which one is which is a key idea here, and that's essentially what the Torah is. The Torah is about giving you stability for growth, and that's why we focus so much on learning because learning is is about constantly updating your software, trying to understand yourself better, trying to understand the world better. This is what all self knowledge is about, and so learning Torah is the ultimate expression of that because it's it's the it's the knowledge that when you allow it to truly become part of your perspectives, your your landscape of perceptions, then it will actually allow you to upgrade in this way. And so this halacha uh, is a way to do that, um, sort of like within the halachic framework, and when you are unable or forgotten uh, to, to say birchus Torah in the, at the proper time before you actually start the process of tefillah. And so what you're supposed to do here, as the Shulchan Aruch essentially maps it out, is that after you, after, so you say avas olam, uh, either in the morning or in the evening, depending on whichever situation you're in, right before you say shema, and then when davening is over, at, at the end of tefillah, you're supposed to then immediately learn some Torah, similar to what we do when we actually say birchus Torah, we, uh, we say the brachos, and then there's some short paragraphs that we say afterwards that are actually parts of the Chumash, and then parts of Mishnah, and then there's some later parts that are also from the Gemara, that we basically are trying to uh, to recite and to learn some Torah after we say Birchus Torah to actually connect the brachos 
bracha to an actual act of learning, to actualize the bracha itself, similar to any bracha that we make, such as if we're eating some, you know, we make a bracha on food, then we immediately eat the food right after that. So that's exactly what the Shulchan here is saying. Just to read it one more time, Birkas Avas Olam, the bracha of Avas Olam, Poteris Birkas Torah, it exempts you from the rest, from the other Birkas Torah that we've, that are the regular ones. Im Lamad Miyad if you learn uh, right afterwards without any kind of break between the, the end of davening, and um, the and the learning that you that you do right after davening, and then we can also look at halacha ches over here. Basically, stapek isagi kriyashma. It's unclear if it's enough for you just to read kriyashma because right after we say avasolam, so the next paragraph in tefillah is we say the three paragraphs of shema, which are technically part of the chumash, and so they are also included under the under the under the rubric of Torah learning, and so that maybe that's enough. So here the Shulchan Aruch says it's unclear if that's enough to say that. Therefore, it's better to make sure to say Birchus Torah earlier properly and not to get into this situation because uh, there's a bunch of different uncertainties here about whether or not learning uh, Shema afterwards is actually considered to be Torah learning, and we can, we're can we going to examine that a little more fully in the next episode. But the idea here basically is that you're trying to, you're not sure if you said the Brachos, and now you're basically thematically uh, activating the same Bracha that from this paragraph of Ava Solam, and it says it's the same ideas as Birchasator in many ways. Like we mentioned, it has the chosen aspect, and it also has within it a lot of language about Torah learning. It has there's a bunch of phrases which uh, we can just actually quote them here. Um, where it says, uh, as an example, put inside of our hearts bina lavin. It's uh, bina means extrapolative thought. In other words, uh, being able to understand the implications of one thing from another thing. It's essentially calculated empirical uh, extrapolative thought. Ulaskil, and to sort of to, to to ponder or to think about that. to listen, to learn, and to to then to teach. Also, lamid basically means it's an intensive form of learning. That's why it's the same verb as lilmod. Lilamid means to teach because learning at a very intensive level is where you learn something so deeply that you have to share it and begin to actually, you want to externalize it towards other people so you can actually concretize it more for yourself and then also for others as it is so transformational. Elishmor velasos ulekayim, to actually to follow the Torah, to actually fulfill it. All the all of the words, the ideas of your Torah, to fulfill them, fulfill them with love. And light up our eyes with your Torah. These are the language of the, of the, um, the second bracha of Berch uh, Satora, where we talk about loving Torah and about melding with it and actually seeing it for what it is and loving what it is, as we discussed in previous episodes. And so a lot of this language is simply language that thematically contains the same ideas as Berch Satora. And so the idea here in the halacha, again, when thinking about halacha, there are principles of how halacha works and how brachos work and hilchos brachos, but you want to be able to access the underlying ideas. And so the, idea, the, the halachic principles at work here are basically that brachos are uh, there are you can actually fulfill a bracha or be exempted from a bracha, which is a technical concept. And what you want to do is you want to try to understand that underneath that technical concept, there's a thematic idea that the way that you think about things and the types of thoughts that you have, the thought clusters and cascades that you access when you have them. So that's actually a fulfillment of a progress and evolution that you're supposed to experience every day. And so when you are unsure or or, or know for sure that you have forgotten to say the brachos of birchos Torah, so then you want to access the thought process that that they that they are that they reflect and fulfill the bracha in that way and here there's actually a way to do it within the framework of other brachos of halacha which is this bracha of avasolam and so that's really what this halacha is telling us uh, it's basically an example of a technical situation which has underlying thematic concepts that we are trying that we that we essentially just described and articulated so I hope that was clear and that you can use this halacha effectively if you if you accidentally forget if you said brachos Torah or forget to actually say them.
them, and uh, that this also gave some clarity to how to think about technical halachic concepts and how to take them from their technical level all the way to the underlying depths that are also present. Thanks again for tuning in, and looking forward to having you join me for the next episode.